Welcome to FBA Profits. This is episode two of three with Be Cool, and more specifically, Eric and Samuel. We continue the conversation with these gentlemen. Uh, if you didn't catch the first episode, go back and listen to it. It's really worth it. And then I know you guys are anxious to listen to them and not me, but I have to tell you, if you want to know how to win a one-year subscription to Be Cool, to their repricer, you got to listen all the way to the end. I'll tell you how to do your submission, your entry, and you might win it. That's right. You right there. Anyway, let's get with it. The guys from Be Cool, Eric and Samuel. We're going back to repricing. Uh, you know, there's actually four steps to successful repricing. And the four steps, you know, they're uh, first you set up and connect your MWS. And this is after a subscriber, uh, they, they started to subscribe. Um, so the first they need to, you know, integrate the MWS and the M, you know, MWS, what that just means is it's an integrated web service API that helps Amazon sellers to exchange data on listings. So there's data integration with Amazon, uh, it enables high level of selling automation to help sellers grow their business. So that's the first thing you need to do. Uh, once you subscribe, so you connect to the Amazon, a so our software can connect to the Amazon API. And then the second thing to do is to set your costs uh, or you can pull in your costs from inventory labs. So we're gonna show you in a quick demo in a few minutes here. And then, then you could also set your minimax. Um, that's really important. And then, then you need to set a rule. So in order for you to reprice, you need to set the minimax, uh, you need to set a rule, and then you need to also have your cost. Those are the, those are the three things that you need to do to start repricing. Uh, this is a screenshot of what you'll see in your email to how to activate uh, your free trial. And then, then you can provide your uh, token to connect to the Amazon AWS API. Um, we're going we're gonna, to uh, share um, our, our demo to, to give you uh, some idea about the actual software right now. So uh, give us a second here. Okay. So when you, when you come in, um, you know, this is the first page. You'll actually come out here in uh, the main dashboard here. We're still on the, uh, the uh, PowerPoint. Right. Like, oh, yeah. All right. Let's have a look. Uh, you might need to share, like, an, uh, yeah, do a new share on the tab. All right. Uh, let's see. That's the one. Yep. Can you guys right. see it now? Oh yeah, perfect. Thank you. Fantastic. Okay. Yep. So once you get into the dashboard, uh, we actually you go to the right hand side where there's a help button, and then in the help button there's a getting started with repricing central. So you could actually follow along uh, to set up all the things you have to set up, and we actually have a learn more button here, uh, which if you click on it, it gives you all the different videos of how to set up in video format to teach you and train you of how to do that. And then, then what we'll do next, you know, we could actually, uh, you know, we could upload a file. We can click on upload file and this will bring you to a template which you can uh, import your cost, uh, minimax, uh, right into our repricing central. And then there's another way to do this. You go to listings, click on active listing, and in there, uh, there's also a bulk action 
tab uh, right beside Quick Start. So in the bulk action tab, you can set your cost. You can set your cost, you can press on, um, depending you know, what cost you wanna use, yeah. uh, your price plus shipping um, or fixed price. Um, and then you can also set your shipping costs here and then you press save to import uh, the cost that you had. And then, um, then once you have the listings in here, um, you could also set the minimax by bulk as well. Yeah, so you can set the minimax by bulk. Uh, you can um, select all the listings that you want or by group, certain groups, and you can just turn on the set, you know, min, and you can, you know, do a certain percentage uh, depending on, you know, cost, your fixed price. Um, that's the ones we recommend. There's also profit, uh, profit margin ROI. So depending on what type of products and category that you're doing. That's right. Yeah. Um, but can you definitely remember. Yes. Sorry, you got Can you explain that? So it says mm -hmm. min price equals your price plus shipping minus 50%. Um, isn't that a loss? <laughs> yeah, this is just the, um, um, on the test account, it's just a default setting for us. But on the customer's, customer's accounts, they can actually just input that value themselves. So um, because, you know, this is just for demonstration purposes, um, for, for the, your price and, part, um, and the part shipping cost, usually some of the people for the mean price, they'll put it down to maybe um, takes away the um, um, 20% or some, some of them may have a takeaway the um, 10%. It really depending on how you source that product, how you buy that product off the shelves, and then you sell it on Amazon to fleet. But it really depends on the customers. But yeah, for here, it's just demonstration. Yeah, it really depends on what type of product it is, yeah. is too, right? Because if your price, let's say you're selling uh, toys or clothing item that's higher than a 50% ROI, uh, then you you have your price on Amazon uh, plus the shipping minus uh maybe 20, 50%, uh, that actually some of the min that some of our customers actually set, right? And then, then for the max, you could do that as well. Um, and then talking about setting min and max, uh, once it's in the system, what you can do is you can actually go and look at the profit. We have actually, actually have a profit calculator here. And then here you could actually set, uh, you know, your, your product costs, and then, you, for example, uh, it's, let's say $3.20. Um, you know, if this, you can set the shipping cost if, if, it, uh, if it's a new listing. Um, a lot of times people don't set the shipping cost. They already include it. Include it. And then, then you can set the max price here, or you can go by ROI um, and the profit that you want. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then, then you can save. And then, then um, you can turn on the listing. You can press the repricing pause to actually turn on the listing. Yeah. And then what um, you can also do um, for the min price, what we recommend people to do is to look at the comp competitor analysis. In this example, there isn't anything in here. Uh, actually, actually, there is some. And then you can actually see the different competitors on here. Um, and here in the, in the competitor pricing, uh, you have your min price and your max price. This is an example. So you know, just ignore the data here. But this is what it looks like. And then you can actually look at who are the competitors, what are they selling it for, to set your min price. And then, then you can also set your max price uh, by you know, the, the, the competitor with the highest price on there um, because it means that the price they put in isn't delisted by Amazon. Yeah, it's something that people, that, 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 that they could be inserted to. Yeah. Do you have any questions? Um, just, I, I wanna confirm, cause I'm, I'm following along on my account. Um, the, the shipping cost is mainly for, um, 
FBM merchants, right? The shipping cost is not an FBA. Uh, and, I, and, and then the, um, the price that we were talking about earlier for the bulk action, that is the sell price that you're setting up as uh, on Amazon and not your cost. Yes. Okay. Yes, that's Perfect. correct. Yeah, absolutely. And um, if you're if you're importing um, your costs uh, and minimum backs, you could also do it from inventory labs. Uh, you could also import it in. Uh, you could turn on the synchronization in, uh, and then 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 you'll be able to get those costs and minimum max uh, from your inventory labs as well. Yeah, because some users do use inventory lab to manage management uh, to manage their inventory on Amazon's. And yeah, we have inventory lab integrations. So they can actually just get the book upload files from the inventory lab and then can upload it to our, to our servers and we can fetch the data from there. And you could also go to settings and go to general. And you could decide, you know, when a new listing is downloaded from Amazon, uh, what should the price be? Like how, how, how should it work? Should it take it off by a penny, uh, or or what 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 should it? Yeah, uh, we recommend you use these settings uh, when you first set up your um, repricer account. So let, let's say when Amazon is fetching the data through NWS to download all the listings onto BigQuery, you can actually um, set like a predetermined value, for example, to your min and max, and then you can gradually um, uh, sort of optimize this uh, using the bulk actions on BigQuery. And um, when you see some listings that you feel, oh, okay, this Ming and Max aren't really right. And you can actually just optimize that through the profit calculator that we just talked about previously. So, yeah. So, in essence, it, every time, sorry to cut you. In, in essence, every time we add a, a shipment of new listings and send it to Amazon through Inventory Lab, mm-hmm. we can set the min and max on Inventory Lab, set the cost on, in, the buy cost on Inventory Lab. And then have these settings set up so that when the product hits Amazon, the the rule automatically kicks in and it will just turn on the repricer. We don't have to come back into Be Cool to turn on the repricer for those specific new listings. Yeah, pretty much so. Um, it's an automated process, and this is why it's an automated tool. And but uh, when when you have the listing downloaded from Amazon Seller Central and um, with the additional like Ming and Max. Um, value input it through your inventory lab integrations. Um, we still recommend you to come up to the um, you know repricing central because repricer to check your settings just to ensure that you have the correct settings to start repricing. And then all, all you need to do just you know click on the uh, the repricing button. But there's one thing that's very important. You need to assign a repricing rule of your choosings to your listings that you wish to reprice. And I think Sammy is going to talk about it here for the repricing rules bit. Yeah. So if you uh, once once you have them in, you need to assign a, a rule. You could actually put the rule also in inventory labs, uh, but first you need to set the rules up. So you have the same names, and um, and this is how you do it. So if we go to repricing rules, uh, you go to add a new rule, um, and then you you're going to see we have the AI rules right in the front, um, and we recommend this for. Uh, Beginners or people who want to save a lot of their time, uh, it has worked very well. And for example, if you want to go uh, get some intense competition, um, fifteen to twenty competitors, uh, you know, mostly FBA, uh, FBM sellers, um, then you, you would pick this this rule, and then then um, 
you go to get the buy box, uh, there's these default settings that's already been set up for you. You could actually um, put more settings depending if you want, but we've already set these default. And then, then you can schedule it. You could actually schedule for a specific time to uh, reschedule up. Uh, and this is a way of, it's kind of like you're, you, uh, you're trying to raise, raise the, the buy box, uh, you know, the bottom of the buy box. So it actually goes higher. And then this way you could actually uh, raise the buy box price. Uh, you're, you're trying to, in an attempt to try to, to uh, raise it um, like an oscillating type strategy when you're going, you're, you're repricing up to the max. So that's a strategy. I, I, I love this this function because mm -hmm. I, I started using it recently and I've seen um, serious impact on the sale price of a lot of my products because oh. of the fact that you you in essence click hit the you know uh, reset button on the repricing. I have it set so that it turns off for two hours in the middle of the night. Mm -hmm. um, and then in the mornings, you know, it just kicks back, but everybody's price rises up because it's yeah. those one or two repricers that are battling each other. That's right. If one person kicks theirs off, the whole, exactly. everybody's going to move up. Got to reset the competitions yes. from the start. Yeah. I love this. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And um, then once you see all the rules, you save and you finish. And then, then um, you know, then you can actually assign, you can assign uh, by bulk. Uh, and I, I'm just going to show you how you could, uh, you know, how you could assign by bulk. Um, you can actually uh, list, uh, check all the listings that you want. You go to set min and max price and rule. And then here you could press this on and you could actually set that according to the rule that you want by bulk. So it actually saves you a lot of time in doing this. Yeah. Anything else you want to add, Eric? Well, I think that's pretty much covers them all. Um, is there any other question that you guys want to raise or should we just continue? Because I think it's pretty much it for the managed listing part, but maybe we can go over with the filters a bit. Yes, yes. But before we do that, um, is there any question that you wish for us to explore a bit more in the repricing rules bits, the rules creation and all that? Um, no, I mean, um, I think for, for, for our audience, it's important to note that, you know, the AI, the AI feature is amazing. It might, you know, if you're a newer seller, it might not be, right immediately um, it's definitely something that we recommend you you work up to and and have because it will give you the, the most um, bang for your buck um, and and the most results but if you're not going to do the ai repricer then um and and guys correct me if i'm wrong but there are um a cup at least two different rules you have to set one to compete against the merchant fulfilled sellers or the lowest price and one to compete only against FBAs and not necessarily against merchant uh, fulfilled sellers because you're only competing to win the buy box and not necessarily the lowest price. That is correct. Yes, usually we recommend, um, the, we call those the um, algorithmic rules-based reprices. And we do offer that those options well if you don't want to use AI. So um, hop over to the repricing rules sections, um, would you? Yeah. And then just go add new rules, yes. So yeah, uh, what we normally would recommend to use would be the under um, would be the oscillate strategies, or some people may even go for the match buy box strategies. Um, a lot of the time, when um, FBA sellers uh, when they sell um, amongst their friends uh, because they all source from the same you know um, uh, they all source the same products. Usually, they want to match their friend's price, so they can create this sort of um I wouldn't say price fixing, but sort of have the same level of um, pricing structures. 
um, throughout all these different cellular accounts. So they're not really just undercutting each other. But when you're facing serious competitions, um, like, you know, maybe those people aren't your friends and some of those people are just uh, happen to be, you know, knowing competitors trying to kick you off your buy box. We definitely recommend to go for the um, undercut the buy box price. Also the strategies that has the building uh, schedule thing in it as well. So you can actually resist the competition a lot of times. What it does, it's quite similar to um, a very basic AI repricer. This one's an algorithmic one. It would technically lowers the price to get the buy box. And then once it gets the buy box, you'll raise back up to maximize your profit while maintaining your buy box positions. But um, for all intended purposes, um, I think this rule is still quite basic when you compare it to the AI. But if there's some of the customers that do not wish to use the AI right away, I'll definitely recommend to use the oscillation strategies that we offer here on Beacle. And some of the competitors, uh, some of the sellers, um, uh, if they want to, um, like reprice a lot more aggressively towards the other FBA sellers, um, you can use the um, undercut the buy box price or the target the lowest FBA price and the target the lowest FBA price. And as what you mentioned before about um, you have different rules comparing um, competing against different type of sellers. Uh, yes, we, we have those default setting as well, but what's the best part of that of the um, rule-based reprice uh, if you can actually go into the advanced settings uh, for Beacle is that you can set the, the rule-based reprices any way you want it. For example, if you want this rule to target FBM sellers only, you can do that. But you can also add additional conditions in to optimize your pricing rules against certain type of competitors. So for example, um, because sometimes you may even have some um, like odd outliers, um, jumping into your competitions and trying to kick you out of buy box. For example, if these listings uh, has a um, majority of people are selling FBM, but you happen to have Amazon or happen to have FBA hopping in and doing the competitions, you know, into the fray to um, snipe your buy box. Usually we would have the um, advanced rules here, the advanced settings to deal with those situations. So let's say if this is an FBM rule and you happen to have Amazons um, in your list um, in, in, this, in this competition, you can actually target them and reprice differently. So there are different conditions uh, that would change when the competition changes as well. So if, uh, if your initial competitor in the Bible is the FBM, but it's uh, suddenly Amazon entered the competitions and took the buy box away, you can actually just target them and you know, uh, reprice using the advanced settings here. And I think this is, this is actually very crucial with um, the algorithm-based reprices. Biku does offer a lot of our flexible settings in the uh, repricing strategy. So you can reprice to your heart's content. And I believe you guys also have the ability to um, exclude or include specific sellers by their seller that is, ID. That right? is correct. Like, for example, if you have family members who are selling on Amazon, same as you, selling on the same listings, you, know, you guys want to surround the listings with you know, um, all your friends and families, and you can do that as well. You can actually um, exclude them so you don't compete against them. So we have the setting right here. Uh, yeah, you need to turn it on. So you on and, and go, yeah. Yeah, it's like that. Very simple. Yeah. And then just, just just to clarify for everyone, as far as the the AI versus the uh, the algorithmic repricer, uh, one of the things that I really love about the AI, and once I learned about it, it just it, it made so much sense, is that the AI rep repricer actually learns each time it reprices, it learns the 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 habits of that ASIN, 
and how competitors are being and uh, are, are repricing based on your pricing and, and how Amazon is, um, at what levels do they give you the buy box and then at how, how often they take it away if you go too high. It, it, it's, it's absolutely amazing because the more data it collects, the longer you use the AI repricer or any specific ASIN, the more information it gets to then help you maximize your returns going forward. Yeah, fascinating, isn't it? And it really also, is. yeah, to add more is that you see all those um, um, algorithmic rules that we have on the uh, alongside the, with the AI reprices. All those algorithmic rules are actually building in the AI reprice themselves. They can actually fi- figure which of the rules that they're going to use and to predict the pricing patterns for a certain buy box. So you don't even need to set those if you're using AI repricer because AI repricers will do it for you. It's that smart. It's like your personal, you know, repricing expert like you, Zuby. <laughs> it's like, is that having you, you know, on your account? Yeah, yeah. it's great. Yeah, it saves a lot of time yeah, yeah. from having to continue to um, change your settings. Um, it can be done a lot faster. Um, and it does learn your competitor. It learns uh, for that specific ASIN and it profiles them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then so you can actually get the buy box a lot faster. Uh, you could reprice quickly and just get right to the right price, the optimal price to win the buy box. So uh, what, one of the questions um, that it's important, I think, for our audience is, you know, what should they do daily, uh, weekly or monthly? Like, what should they do in their account once they're in, if they're repricing? Especially when they need to do filters, right? Yeah. 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 So what we would recommend here um, is you know, one of the things they can do uh, is they can look at their business reports. Uh, they, can look, they can look at their business reports here. Um, on a regular basis, on a daily basis, and they can, you know, see whether, you know, how's their sales doing, uh, what's your buy box win percentage, is there's ups and downs, uh, and they could actually also look at specific listings as well. Like if they have a listing that they really care about, uh, that they want to get rid of, they want to get that, um, you know, for example, it's a very expensive item that they, they want to just clear out a one-off, then they can actually find that listing and see the performance for that listing. Um, and, and, you know, what's really interesting is you could actually check, uh, when you, when you switch to the AI listing, you're so much, it's performed so much better when you switch to AI listing, um, and you could actually check the comparison between different rules. Uh, another thing it's really important to do, uh, is, you know, the filters that you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, and you should do this, um, on maybe a daily or a weekly basis, um, you go into the account, there's default filters, and you can actually choose listings at the min price. So we could see that you know these listings um, are at the min price, um, which means that uh, they're actually um, price below the buy box price. Like the min price, it's below the mean price. At least the competitors are competing for that listings. Are pricing below your mean price, so which means you're not gonna have a guaranteed chance to win that buy box. And uh, what we normally would do is to ask the customers or you know, the um, the Amazon sellers to check those listings and to maybe readjust their mean price uh, to a certain degree that may give them another fighting chance. And um, some people um, set their mean price quite high. Uh, so this may be one of the reasons that's causing them on losing the buy box or not winning the buy box at all. So, um, you know, there are certain times that you just need to bite the bullets and sort of, um, you know, 
uh, realize that okay, so this is the kind of conditions is happening, and I may need to lose out on some profit. But while still making my listing profitable, I maybe need to lower my main price a bit just to be a lot more price and competitive. And uh, we see a lot of um. Amazon sellers, you know, even to those established sellers, you know, they're panicking. They're like, oh, why is my um, uh, listings not, not winning the buy box? How come I'm not repricing to the buy box? And in the end of the day, it's usually when, when we check their accounts, when we check their listings, they, they like, they have their main price so high. It's like exactly the same as other competitors' max price. And of course, you're not going to win the buy box because Amazon is a custom-centric platform like we mentioned before. They want your price to be as competitive as ever. And so that customers are happy. So they are customs. They, so general consumers can actually get the cheapest price. And so it's still a very pricing intensive platforms in terms of competitions on Amazon. So that's why we definitely recommend you use uh, any users using Beacle to utilize the default settings for the filters and to find out what listings are sitting um, at Ming. You know, what are the listings that have a very intense competitions and are beating you to the buy box. But we don't generally say, uh, recommend you to readjust the main price to all of the listings because here at Beacle, we still want to retain the, you know, like maximize your profits, you know, retain your profit, increase your ROI. And usually what we recommend you to do is to underline, un understand the situations and wait for those low bowlers to sell out. And then you just sell back in and win the buy box for more profits because, you know, some of the low bowlers, even though um, they are selling at a very low price, they may have a, a little uh, number of inventories that have very low stock, stock. So when they sell out, it's your turn to shine. Yep. So this yeah, was go ahead. A, a quick teaching moment. And I love finding those teaching moments. If you can click on that calculator on one of the min prices. Um, one of the things that a lot of uh, newer sellers, especially, but even some more experienced sellers, uh, they don't get is that there are some costs that you're not seeing within be cool that gener that come in automatically that you have to add and that additional cost box is a very important box because you could be competing against someone who doesn't really understand their cost you know that that additional cost could that's be right. your shipping to amazon uh, fees right. and it, yeah. there's nowhere because that's it's an estimate if you're using uh, inventory lab you're estimating what your per pound basis is but as soon as you create the shipment you have the total dollar and it's important to have some kind of a strategy in place to actually know what your per item additional cost for that shipping is. So you can put it in here so your numbers are as accurate as possible. And this really comes into play when you have oversized products, the heavy stuff that are going yes. further away. Mm -hmm. You know, you can, you can ship to the closest warehouse with 20 to 30 cents per pound. But if it's heavier, it's going to run you maybe 90 cents, maybe a dollar 50 per pound. And if you're That's missing right. that in there, you think mm -hmm. you're having a 30% ROI, but in fact, you're actually losing money. Absolutely. Very well said. And I think that's what separates the seven-figure sellers to the average riffraff selling on Amazon. So yeah, as you can see, um, this is the seven-figure uh, mindset. Uh, there are a lot of hidden costs on Amazon. You know, people don't even realize even the packages that they um, buy and pack the stuff. There's some, some, some of the people don't even take that into account. Some of the people don't even think that labeling costs uh, should be considered. So I think all these additional costs on the hidden costs should actually be putting into the um, profit calculator, like you said, uh, just to optimize your final sales price on Amazon for the repricer to adjust. Yes, very well said. It's good. Yep. And then another thing that you can do is you could find the listings at the max price 
And then if you're using, when you're using the AI for these, it means that you could actually increase the max price. Uh, you could actually put the max price. This means that this is selling that the buy box that you're selling, it's keep, keep, keep on selling at the max price. So you could actually increase the price of that. Uh, and, and our recommendation again, uh, for this, for these type of listing, you go to the competitor analysis. Um, and then you can actually find, uh, in, in this, our example, you don't see it, but you will see what's the most expensive someone's listing this on Amazon. And that would be the price that we recommend you to set. So you could actually increase your profits and you can make sure you're not going to be delisted uh, by putting that price in because that price is already in the table. Yeah. So that's a, that's a tip that we, that we want to give people. Um, again, you could also uh, look at the offers and filters. So there's, there's some filters here. Um, so that's the default filters. You go to the bottom here. Uh, one of the things we like to do, we like to look at the items between uh, five and 20. And then these are the items um, that you could actually, um, that, that you could actually put on, you know, the different AI repricing to do the repricing rules. Because if it's over 20, uh, 20 competitors, then it's going to be really hard for you to compete. Yeah, if your products happen to be, um, this happens a lot for a lot of, um, I would say, booksellers. Um, sometimes when they're selling books on Amazon, there are so many people competing against your book listings. And you maybe fall right outside of that top 20 com competitors in, or in terms of um, pricing. And uh, usually when that happens, it's very difficult for you to compete because um, there's just no way for those people to actually get the buy box since their main price is so high. So what we would recommend you to do is to also underlies this, understand, realize the situations that uh, some of those listings aren't just meant to be getting the buy box for the pricing that you have on there. And maybe it's much better to um, utilize another strategy to rethink how you're going to uh, fix those listings. So, yes. Do you guys have any more questions for this area about the filters to use? And so, so we recommend, you know, three things. One is look at the business uh, reports to see your sales, to see your win percentage. You could also, um, there's other, other options that you can choose on there to, to look at. And then the second thing um, we recommend to do daily and weekly is to look at the min price uh, to make sure you make the right adjustments uh, so you have enough ROI. So you could actually sell out the product. You could actually win the buy box because at the end of the day, uh, you got to win the buy box to have any sales. So no buy box, no sales. Yes, buy box, more sales, and then more profits. And you could actually turn your stock into cash. Uh, so you could continue to uh, fund your Amazon business and grow it. Uh, definitely. Yeah. One of the things I really like about... Um you know, the, the, the filter section specifically that I think might be a little bit too advanced for us to go through right now, but maybe on a future uh, episode, we can talk about it is the group. Yeah, section. that's right. That's right. I think filters, it's, um, it's a magnificent thing because there are so many um, strategies you can actually do with them, you know, by setting categories, setting like uh, specialized repricing strategies to a certain group of listings. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think we can definitely go into that more in depth you know, yeah. for the upcoming, uh, for the future episodes. Yes. Yeah. So um, three very simple rules for beginners. You yeah. know, we, we do recommend the AI rules for beginners because it's a lot easier to set up. Uh, and then we recommend using the moderate competition uh, rule if you're just starting out. And then right. if you want to be more aggressive, then you can use the intense competition or you could use 
the buy box order three, which is raising the buy box prices. And then you can directly apply that by bulk, uh, by all the listings you want. And we have videos that teaches you how to do that. Um, I think we just showed you on the screen. And And then- Sorry to cut you off, but I think it's important to point out that it's not either or. You can create all three rules and assign them to different groups of your ASINs, to different, you know, these ASINs you want to really sell out real fast. So you assign the more aggressive rule to it. And then other ones that you're okay with keeping the ROI high and maybe not be as aggressive with, then you can set the different rules. It's not that it's just one rule and all of your uh, ASINs get that rule. Precisely. Yes. You can, you can um, assign different um, rules that will fit into the descriptions of how you want to sell those listings. And yeah, like I said, if some of the listings that you require liquidations that you want to sell fast, accelerate your, accelerate your sales velocities, definitely you try the rules that reprise the most aggressive and you know, the most competitive. Yes. Yeah, right. absolutely. You can set different rules according to different ASINs, whether it's a replenish item, uh, whether it's a one-time liquidation, like, like just like you as mentioned. Yeah, and you can have different combinations uh, and you can also do it by groupings to also save you a lot of time. And then uh, we talked about this, you know, adjusting the prices uh, for the ones that are uh, below main. And then uh, to make sure that you're able to, you know, get the buy box, um, other option is to wait till the competitor sells out. And you can actually look at the competitor analysis to see, uh, you know, how much to, to see, uh, you know, if, if they're going to, if, if they're back, if they're um, back, what do you call that? Back, uh, back, backtrack. Track to... Um, reset the competition, is it? For the, co- for the competitor, there's a, there's a place you could actually see if they're back, back, uh, oh, back order, right? Back order, yeah, yes, back order, yes. Time. So yeah, yeah, we, this is actually a very interesting point because um, there are times that you have competitors who have back orders and they can still sell, but they're going to lose the buy box. So what, you, what happens is if they are using a repricer, they will actually um, set your price, set their price to max. So is it just a way to prevent, prevent them to continue having the bad order situations? No, and then we're losing the buy box. And this is what we would recommend is when you see that happening and you can actually um, find that through the filters that you see the buy box price is at max. What we say is you just follow them, you know, stick with the pricing. You also raise up the price to match what they have and try to beat them to the buy box for more profits. So this is also another way to adjust the price above max issues. And yeah, I think that's, um, but you need to do it sensibly, you know, exercise caution because sometimes when you price your item a bit too high, uh, Amazon may delist uh, you and then they may suppress that buy box because Amazon thinks, okay, you guys are sort of on price gorging there. And this is something that you need to be mindful of. So let me ask you guys a, a question that Leland would, would call uh, the secret sauce. Um, have you guys uh, seen any difference between winning the buy box if you're repricing based on a you know a penny under uh, versus a percentage uh, change in the in the price? Um, it depends. It depends. Depends on competition and depends on the products. It also depends on how the sellers um, uh, strategize uh, their repricing rules and. What we have um, discovered is that it's not so much about the percentage, it's a bit more about how much the integrated values that they have on the uh, final, final pricing. So um, the, sometimes some, some of the customers, they may reprice based on percentage, but usually the percentage would have uh, greater um, differences in the final price that they're gonna reach. For example, if you 
price, for example, if you lower price by like 5%, right? You may actually um, competing against uh, a competitor um, at a much um, price on um, differences. So for example, if this guy is selling at 10, and if you um, price by percentage, you may be actually undercutting them by more pennies. And that's, this is why some of, the, some of the sellers, they much prefer to undercut by a penny, by just uh, uh, integrated values to uh, you know, by amounts to, to compete against the competitors. So they can actually just do it by one penny at a time. So they're not losing too much because they may think that uh, if I um, undercut them, by um, by five pennies, I win the buy box. But what happened if I only call them by three pennies? I still win the buy box. But that means I'm losing out by two pennies, right? So some of the some of the customers they are a lot more um I would say meticulous about this. They when they price, they actually want to just do a penny by penny. Um, I, but yeah, I think it also depends on the person on, on the personal taste. And some people, you know, different stroke for different bloke, and they may they may think that percentage is much more um much better for the business model. And this is why we recommend to use AI because I think AI can actually predict that a lot better. And the reason I say this is because um, the three different AI models that we have, um, they all have a different behavior. It's like personalities for the AIs. Um, you have the aggressive personality ones for the AI. They always want to compete, compete and compete, get the buy box. Uh, the other one, you have a lot more reserve, you know, pretty chill, pretty laid back, like, like, like us here, <laughs> just like, you know, compete, <laughs> um, you know, uh, not, not being too aggressive. And also there's a moderate ones where you just, sometimes they're a bit aggressive, sometimes there's a lot more reserve. And for the aggressive one, usually that's, um, they're doing it by percent. It's sort of by percentage uh, because you can actually, um, you can, you can find a lot more headrooms, you know, to know what's the optimum price because they're actually exploring uh, bigger margins of, um, I'll say, the price differences. But for the more reserved one, there's always just like, you know, um, I wouldn't say stagnant, but you just price a lot more reserve by a penny and, and such, you know, so the up and down is not as dramatic as the aggressive one. So I think that hopes, you know, answers your questions. It, it, it does. Um... There are some, um, there's a strategy out there by that mm. some sellers, you know, the, the, mm. the good guys, uh, uh-huh. lack of a better phrase, uh, mm. who don't want to do a race to the bottom, who don't want to mm-hmm. do a penny down, a penny down until mm-hmm. they hit their minimum. And the, the strategy is that because Amazon allow, you know, allows you a turn into the buy box, if you're within, you know, usually within 5% of the buy box price, mm-hmm then they want to keep their price just above the min so mm-hmm. that they get a turn, but they don't, they're not the cause of the price tanking. I know um, what you mean. Right. Buy box rotations, right? Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So for someone like that, um, if they are looking to really maximize their profits, but still get a buy box rotation without dropping the price, it would seem like it would make more sense if they're like, all right, so I, I, I want to be 2% above, the buy box price instead of mm-hmm. you know two cents above the buy box price. So that way, the higher they are, the higher the other repricer is going to come up to match them. Does that make sense? That, is, that's absolutely, that absolutely makes sense. Yeah. And it's a very logical way to do business on Amazon, especially uh, when there are so many intense competition for a lot of listings. And I think in order for the, a lot of our sellers to make the business stay afloat, um, but not having this, um, I'll say, malicious toxic environment to sell on i'll definitely recommend using percentage even for myself i think percentage wise it's a lot more unfriendliest um, towards the overall you know selling environments on amazon's because undercutting is a serious issue and also you may have customers you have sellers from other countries you know selling you 
uh, selling at a ridiculous low price just to try to kick out the buy box and it's just not healthy for the general um, selling experience on Amazon. And um, yes, but I think percentage-wise, it's, it's definitely doable. But you, you always have those sellers who want to get the buy box, you know, all themselves. They want to get it because maybe they can, maybe they're wholesalers. They can source the products at a much cheaper price compared to you guys. And this is also another point that I wish to raise is that when you have a dedicated um, guy that you want to uh, you sell, source from, for example, you have a company that you have a contract with, uh, do remember that talk to them about, okay, if you uh, are selling these products to other Amazon sellers as well, you know, if you're giving those products, can you please ask them to stick to a, um, a minimum price, like a recommended, like a manufacturer suggested price. Do not undercut that. But it, because if you do, if you find those those bad actors undercutting news, selling below the um, suggested manufacturer's price, report report them to them. Maybe just get their um, um, get their license, like you know, revoke or something, because it's just not healthy for the competitions. Yes, I agree. Mm. So, so um, we're going to go into the six key benefits uh, for Equal. Uh, to for for for, um, for this first section here, yeah, like you know, first we are results driven. So we've been in the business for you know more than ten years, and we've are established by you know top Amazon sellers. Yeah, the, the company is is still owned by Amazon sellers, and then we also have a large number of AI engineers. Um, so we have one of the highest in the industry. And we continue to update uh, with new features as Amazon updates. Uh, we also have very secure data. So uh, we're part of that, you know, invite only Amazon Marketplace uh, Development Council. Uh, we're a featured partner on Amazon and we also are Amazon Solution Provider Network. So it's completely secure. Um, and we're also an AWS server featured partner as well. And then we're also highly recommended on uh, third-party websites like Trustpilot. Um, and if you also look at us, look us up in the Marketplace um, App Store, you can also see us there with good ratings. We have over 4.8 ratings by hundreds and hundreds of customers uh, who have good success. And we also have a free trial uh, for 14 days that you can uh, that's totally scalable. Uh, so it's risk-free to try out, and uh, there's a plan for everyone. And um, then we also have features like the AI, uh, which really saves time and it's the easiest and fastest way to set up your pricing. So it really saves your time. Um, and talking about the AI, you know, we're, we're going to move right into the AI and help you understand, you know, why, why did we develop, you know, the AI repricing? And, you know, one of the reasons is um, in the Amazon land, you know, it's getting more and more competitive. More people are using third-party software. So it's really getting more competitive. Um, there's over 2.5 million sellers on Amazon and more and more sellers are joining. Uh, so it's a very competitive landscape. And the second reason is that the AI applications in Amazon, um, for example, PPC, um, you know, it, it, it's, it's becoming more and more mature. People are accepting, they accept this, it's accepted by the Amazon seller. And then you know, the, the last third, third reason is that the product is ready, it's been tested, it's been engineered for many, many years, and it's now ready, it's been tested in the market uh, for the AI repricing. Stay tuned for episode three with Eric and Samuel from Be Cool. If you haven't done so already, send in an email to qualify to win 
a one-year subscription to Be Cool to the repricer. It's a $600 value exclusively to our listeners. So you're going to send an email to info at proasins.com. That's I-N-F-O at P-R-O-A-S-I-N-S.com. We're going to announce the winner uh, July 1st. Uh, via our FBA Profits Facebook page. So if you haven't joined that, go join it. Go, do it right now.